From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm April Cummings. Public health issues guidelines and a new online platform so that people can check their eligibility for isolation release when testing positive for COVID-19 on exit PCR tests. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens has more. If your CT values are 32 or over on the exit test, you have no symptoms for at least 24 hours. However, you may still have dry cough, loss of smell and taste, or runny nose. You can submit an early release request to public health through the online form on hsa.ky slash public health. The form requires the uploading of your exit PCR result. If the criteria is met and you receive an isolation release exit confirmation email, no further action is required and you can leave isolation. All submitted results will be verified in the public health database to ensure its authenticity. However, those with CT values 28 to 31.9 on exit tests are asked to contact the flu hotline for further assessment. Call 1-800-534-8600 or 947-3077 or email flu at hsa.ky. If you have received a positive PCR result with a CT value less than 28 upon exit testing, you must follow the retesting guidelines. You have to have completed your isolation period, seven days for vaccinated and 10 days for unvaccinated. Unvaccinated children isolate based on the vaccination status of their parent or guardian. Isolation exit tests with a CT value of 25 to 27.9 must repeat PCR testing two days after your last PCR test. An isolation exit test with a CT value 20 to 24.9, repeat PCR testing four days after your last PCR test. And if your isolation exit test has a CT value under 20, contact the flu hotline for a retesting date. Your retest date is counted from the date you took your previous exit PCR test. If you have a negative PCR result upon exit testing, the lab result will serve as your isolation release letter. No further action is required and you may resume normal activities. The new online platform will accept exit PCR results that are no older than seven days. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. Felicia adds these guidelines for potential release are only for people who've completed their full isolation period, are asymptomatic, and within certain CT values. Police are on the hunt for the two men who used what appeared to be a crowbar to steal a safe that was bolted down in a Georgetown home yesterday. Just before 3 p.m., police were dispatched to the residence on Ann Bonnie Crescent. The homeowner apparently interrupted the men and was forced into a room, which they locked before taking off with the safe in a black sedan. One of the assailants is described as tall, medium build, dark complected with a t-shirt covering his face. The other was short of dark complexion with a slim build, carrying a crowbar. The stolen safe contained documents and other personal items. The incident is under investigation, and detectives are seeking information from the police to help them find the assailants and the stolen property. If you have information, please call the Georgetown Police Station. The number is 949-4222. Anonymous tips can be provided to the police on their confidential tip line, 949-7777. The opposition says the leak of an Auditor General report to the press is regrettable and, quote, a deplorable attempt to pervert the course of justice. The Honorable Roy McTaggart says they're eager for the full facts to be known to the public, but in the interim will respect the position taken by the governor and deputy governor that in the interest of an ongoing inquiry, they will refrain from discussing the matter. So we will respect that process. Uh, I would just include, you know, you know, encourage uh, the, the speedy and 
quick completion of mm-hmm, that uh, mm-hmm. investigation or inquiry so that the matter can be put to bed and uh, look forward to the official release of the uh, of the document. But as it is right now, we, we're just not in a position to make any comments and, and will not be doing so today. Opposition Leader the Honourable Roy McTaggart there on Radio Caymans for the record this morning. The unreleased report looks into $5 million in spending on hiring and the Dubai Expo related to the setup of overseas offices for the Cayman Islands. Cayman puts the spotlight on mental health this month, and as Radio Cayman's John Anglin reports, the Alex Panton Foundation is hosting its Youth Mental Health Symposium on February 19th. Now in its fifth year, the symposium offers a platform to connect young people and their families with the practitioners, researchers, and policymakers committed to creating lasting change across the youth mental health sector. Organizers believe the theme of this year's event, Thriving in Uncertain Times, will be close to the hearts of many following the challenges over the past two years. Due to COVID-19 suppression measures, they can only accommodate 100 people in person for this year's symposium, so this will be strictly invite-only. But with that in mind, the full event will be streamed online via the Alex Panton Facebook page. A number of topics will be covered throughout the day, including planning to thrive in uncertain times, accepting life's punches, and building resiliency, youth voice discussions, and a presentation on LGBTQ research data. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. The 5th Annual Youth Mental Health Symposium again takes place on February 19th from 10 a.m. It will be streaming live on Facebook. Protecting the Sister Islands from Invasive Species, the Department of Environment's Terrestrial Resources Unit is moving into year two of its Darwin Grant Safeguarding Program. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has more. According to the Department of Environment's Flickr magazine, more than half a million CI dollars is being delivered through 2024 through a partnership between the DOE, the Department of Agriculture, the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds, and the University of Aberdeen. The project will set up more solid biosecurity protocols and implement effective invasive species management. For example, back in 2007, the DOE staff caught their first green iguala on Little Cayman. Since then, 82 greenies have been caught there. 531 green iguanas have been removed moved from Cayman Brack since 2016. Identifying historic, current, and potential pathways of invasive species to the Sister Islands is a, quote, top priority of this project. In the case of greenies, these reptiles have on several occasions been detected in shipping containers on inter-island journeys. However, the green iguana is far from the only invasive species to have potentially detrimental effects on the Sister Islands' terrestrial ecology. Invasive species include more noticeable animals such as feral cats, chickens, and rats, but also more obscure critters such as the low-bait, lax-scale mealybug and fruit fly. In mid-January, RSPB specialists visited Cayman to help develop plans for the rodent control at some sites, a particular interest implementing the highest international best practice standards. And in the immediate future, the DOE is hoping to deliver on safeguarding some of their regionally important seabird nesting colonies from rat predation, particularly the brown booby colony on Cayman Brack. In the coming weeks, the TRU will also welcome a wildlife expert from Fort Lauderdale Research Center who will review and help develop strategies for green iguana control on both sister islands. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Local author Donna Mitchell celebrates the release of her first book, New Shoes, A Journey of Self-Discovery. The theme for the book and the concept of the book has been with me for a long time. And the process of writing the book is like the process of anything that we want to change. It's we meet with errors and mistakes and sometimes we want to give up and feel we can't do it. And we get encouragement from others and from within ourselves. So it's been a process within itself. 
On Radio K-Man's Business Buzz, Ms. Mitchell says the hard copy of the book is interactive, giving readers an opportunity to work alongside her as she aims to teach you to be a healthier, happier you. The main objective is to help people create that healthier lifestyle in a step-by-step methodology that begins with the simple task of, for example, getting organized. Ms. Mitchell says while this is a lifestyle book, it isn't like the other weight loss books on the market. Most of those other weight loss books are going to be offering diets and recipes. In this book, there is no diet, there is no recipe. It's a book that can be used along with any, quote, diet program that a person chooses to follow. It's really about building the inner qualities and strengths that we need to be successful, not just in healthy living, but in any areas of life. New Shoes, A Journey of Self-Discovery will be available at New Chapters at Kamana Bay later this week. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings. With a look at Radio Cayman's local sports, I'm Dion Anglin. CIFA president tells Radio Cayman Sports they're currently facing some difficulties with football facilities on island. Not only with the league, and all of this is because of the situation with our football fields. The lighting is, is not up to par. The light there at Annex is terrible. We cannot play at night. The one in West Bay could barely made it. So we had to, to rent the field in Kamana Bay for Sunday evenings, evening nights, so we could complete the rounds of game for Saturdays and Sundays. Not only are local leagues and national practices being interrupted, but Alfredo Whitaker says international games have also been rearranged due to poor quality lighting. Our senior women national team qualifiers, we had to move the time from 7 p.m. on Saturday to 3 p.m. on Saturday because of the lighting situation in our national stadium. The field we train, unfortunately, it being given priority for other sports such as Gaelic football, rugby, that at this time is not getting ready to compete for World Cup qualifiers. But it is what it is. At this time, we have to be swimming against current, trying to get our team prepared the best way possible to compete and to give us satisfaction. Whitaker says playing and practicing under these conditions can be very difficult and frustrating for the athletes and management. It's very difficult to prepare your team like this. It's very difficult for the players in our Premier League, first division and second division to play like this because we've been playing all kind of crazy times from three o'clock sometimes, 3.30 in some venues. We have to finish before sunset because the lights are just not enough. So I appreciate the desire of the players to get this done, a part of the continued fight against COVID that we that we are facing. He says many things have not gone in their favor so far this season, but he hopes the people responsible for facilities on island step it up. So it's a thousand and one things that haven't been the in our best interests in this start of the league, but I'm sure that this would only get better and not going to last forever. So I hope that by the start of our second round, we'd be back to normal with lights, with feelings in better condition and the players feeling and being a little bit more comfortable. It's difficult. It is what it is. This is what we have. Just asking for the sports department to pay a little bit or a lot more attention in our facilities. At the end of the day, this is ours. This is what we have. We have to take care of it because if not, we're going to be going backwards at the end of every, every season. The Department of Sports is responsible for maintaining at least 11 football fields here on Grand Cayman. The Ed Bush playing field in West Bay, Johnny Cumber Field, which is currently undergoing an artificial turf field, the Annex playing field, Truman Bodden Sports Complex, the George Hicks fields, Bodden Town East End Northside football fields. 
In other local sports, Cayman Rugby held its training shirt presentation for women and girls over the weekend. Just about 80 women and girls showed up at the Cayman Rugby pitch in South Sound last Saturday. Women's manager and coach Mercedes Foy says they've come a long way in raising the profile of girls and women's rugby on island. We have more girls and women playing rugby than ever before. We have more coaches and volunteers involved and we have such amazing parental support. As a celebration event last Saturday, we organised a training shirt presentation with our sponsors, with the girls, with the women, which was absolutely fantastic. It was an opportunity to thank our awesome sponsors for their commitment to our girls and women's rugby programme, but also to celebrate the girls and women players who've shown so much passion, dedication and bravery through choosing to play rugby. For some of them have been with us since the start of the journey a year ago, but others have only been playing a couple of months. Coach Foy says the event saw some very special and high-caliber guests in the community. It was amazing as well to welcome the Honourable Bernie Bush, the Minister of Youth, Sports, Culture and Heritage with us on Saturday alongside Acting Deputy Chief Officer Melissa Worms. We had a number of different sponsors with us, Tradeview Markets, Invenio Global, Burger King, Prosperity Capital Management, the Cayman Rugby Trust, Fidelity as a personal sponsors. It was just a brilliant, brilliant day. The ladies and girls train every Saturday at the South Sound Rugby Field. And the PWC Junior Tennis Tournament was a huge success on the weekend with over 80 teams competing at the Cayman Islands Tennis Club. Tournament director and coach Alejandro Vial. We had a great junior tennis weekend at the Cayman Island Tennis Club. More than 80 matches were played from different categories, from under 10 years old to under 18 years old. The tournament was sanctioned by the Tennis Federation of the Cayman Islands and sponsored by PWC. As the tournament director, I want to thank players and parents who are committing their energy and time to participate in our events, improving our tennis community each step of the way. Coach Fial tells Radio Cayman Sports some players performed exceptionally well, and he also shared with us what he looks for during tournaments like these. Some players had an outstanding performance, such as Jackson Shambau, Dylan Toner, Albert Verkskoy, Iron Rahamohan, among others. The main skills we are looking for are the competitive spirit, sportsmanship. Also the skills that we teach them in practice, we need to see if they are able to apply them under pressure in competition. And of course the skill of learning, the skill of being able to keep learning match after match, tournament after tournament. Congratulations to CITC players Jackson Shambo, Jackson Pavlovic, Aaron Rahamojan and Dylan Tonner, who were the champions. Great job also to the runners-up, Jelani Blake, Eva Peer, Arnav Durva, Elias Drobak, and Raphael Wishbora. That'll do it for Radio K-Man's Local Sports. For this evening, I'm Dion Anglin.